0: Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast with Trey and Lee.
1: Glad you joined us today. We are on a schedule. We're back in a routine and we're getting our podcast out every other week like we're supposed to. Yes,
0: for now. We're going to try. We're going to see if we can stay on a schedule.
1: Yes, sometimes life gets busy and we get a little bit behind. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We've had uh, more and more listeners all the time and uh, last two weeks ago we did one on uh Married Sex 101. We had a lot of good positive feedback on this. Today we're doing another topic called money and your marriage, finances, bank accounts, that sort of thing, because we did a post on it and it just kind of blew up. Mm -hmm. Hot topic. We we had several people that had said, Would you do a podcast episode on this? So we're gonna do that today. We are currently we are currently in New Mexico. Mm
0: -hmm. The mountains of New Mexico. There's a difference in saying we're in New Mexico and we're in the mountains. But we are in the beautiful Sangre de Cristo. If I said that right, I think uh,
1: Because I couldn't say it right. It's about seventy something degrees today, and it was cold this morning. And we're enjoying uh-huh. we're enjoying enjoying a couple of three days of downtime before um, we speak starting uh, Sunday at a at a workshop that we're doing, or a family encampment we were invited to, and we're going to teach some classes on family, and we're excited about that. We're going to talk about traits of a healthy family and um, just some foundations, what what builds help healthy families, and a lot of good stuff we're going to share with some families up here.
0: Yeah, excited about that. That'll be, that'll be good stuff.
1: That will be good. So let's talk a little bit about money, since that's where we're going today, and money, uh, debt... Um, Debt is hard on marriage.
0: It's very hard on marriage. It's very stressful. It it just causes if there's already some some little cracks that are there in the marriage from other issues, the stress from money and debt can just make those cracks go nuts.
1: Yeah, Lee is the organized, detail person. So she's the one that has, for thirty five years of marriage, been the person that pays the bill and handles the the money. Um, which is, by me, okay. That's not my wheelhouse. And we've had struggles. We'll tell you about this as we go. We've had some struggles with debt in our past when we were young. And when we learned how to deal with debt and money and finances and get out of debt, you have said multiple times how much more fun marriage is or stress-free marriage is without a lot of debt hanging over our heads that mm-hmm. just takes the stress out of marriage in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So what are what are some reasons? Uh, we, we just thought this would be good. Uh, here's yeah. here's six reasons that the people top six. give.
0: Top, top six reasons people give for a divorce. Um, mm. The first one is affairs and sexual issues. The second one is money problems, uh, which is what we're going to address today. The third one is that they no longer feel attracted to each other. Um, the fourth one is a lack of communication. The fifth is abuse. And the sixth is incompatibility.
1: I think the part that we want you to catch is just how high up on the mm-hmm. list money problems is when it comes to uh, reasons for divorce, which yes. would be number two. And so as we cover some of these things today, there's some statistics it's probably good for you to know about families. Um, One of those, for example, about 32% of American families don't have a a savings account or emergency fund count.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, we're not on here to tell you about, hey, you should be having an emergency fund. That's a Dave Ramsey class thing. But uh, the reason we give that to you is because if you don't have an emergency fund, generally what happens in marriage is... um, you have an emergency, and all of a sudden you need a, a two thousand dollars for a broke car that you can't go to work without it, and there's no emergency fund. And the next thing you know, it's we'll put that on the credit card.
0: Yeah, yeah, the credit card is an is an easy way out for a lot of people. But I, you know, in 2020 during COVID, uh, families without any kind of savings or emergency funds, a lot of them found themselves homeless because of that. Because the economy tanked. Everybody knows that, and and. I mean, what do you do when you can't pay your rent? You, yeah. you know, so. And um, I know
1: it's hard and I know there's some families out there right now. And some of you may be listening to us that are living check to check. Um, and sometimes it's not about, sometimes it's not about let's take an extra job um, because then you're away from your family more, away from your, your spouse more. Sometimes it's about what can we cut out? Yeah. Making it's, some big lifestyle yeah, changes. it's We're not going to eat out five times a week. Mm-hmm. We're going to eat out one time a week or We're not going to have Hulu and um, 15 channels you pay for, HBO Max. Mm -hmm. We're just going to have one. Uh, Or even better, find free TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some channels you have to watch commercials, but you get some free TV on some of those like Roku stuff. So that's really, really important that you do that.
0: So on average, each household with a credit card carries about $8,400 in credit card debt. That's yeah. that's that's a lot.
1: Yeah, it is. And and um, I met a man once in Waco that told me he had eighty thousand dollars in credit card debt and was currently in trouble. They were about to lose their home, and I just remember thinking, wow, just wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if you're, you know, you've you've most likely got a big finance uh, charge on that that happens every month, and you, it's just going to snowball. I mean, you feel like you can never quite get out from under that credit card debt because It just snowballs. And we'll talk about that. If you can't pay the balance off every month, it's it's going to just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger.
1: Now, most marriages have a a saver and a spender, meaning Mm -hmm. there's kind of one spouse that saves. Now, if you married a a spender and you are a spender, then you may really, really be struggling. (laughs) Y'all are going,
0: we need help. Yeah. Or maybe
1: (laughs) if you're you're two savers in the marriage, then Mm -hmm. you're probably going, hey, we'll skip this podcast and wait for next week. We're good. But uh, generally, it's one and one. I'm I'm a little bit more the spender. Uh, We both kind of spend on different things and know what we can spend on. Lee's always been a little bit more of the saver, but uh, we're not money experts. A lot of what we've learned over our 35 years are from trial and error, but we want to share with you a handful of things that we think will bless your marriage that we've learned the hard way that uh, if you'll do these things, it will it, it will help. It, mm-hmm. it, it helped us. And some of these things are things that we did wrong and we should have done differently. Right. Uh,
0: the, and the first one is just it makes sense. Uh, the number one rule by far is don't spend more than you make. You cannot spend more money than you make or you're yeah. going to find yourself in a lot of debt.
1: And a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who make half a million dollars a year will want to spend, you know, 3 quarters of a million, you know, or whether whether you make $5,000 a year. You you cannot spend more money than you make. Right. You and just can't do it.
0: And it's easy to do if you don't have some kind of budget, it's true. if you don't sit down and figure up where exactly is our money going. Um, and that's not any fun. It's really not, but we did it. I mean, we, yeah. we had to figure out, okay, we got to figure out where our money's going. Um, it took a lot of work. We were pretty shocked at how much we were spending on some things and we're asked, you know, we, we can cut some of that out. That's, that's silly that we're spending that much money on that. And, um, Yeah, but you gotta have you gotta start with making a budget so you can kind of figure out if you are spending more than you make. But if you're in a lot of debt, chances are you probably are spending more than you make.
1: If you're looking for a new vehicle, uh, and when we say new, new to you vehicle, Mm -hmm. uh, we for probably 28 years of our marriage never bought new cars. We bought old cars that had miles on them because that's what we could afford. and so that worked well for us but but one of the easiest things to do is to sit down and think, okay, we can afford let's just make up a number we can afford a twenty five thousand dollar car and if you're not careful you're looking at thirty thousand dollar cars that are a little nicer than what you can afford thinking well maybe maybe we can go a little more than what we thought and and you just can't do that you've just got to figure out hey here's a home mm-hmm. we're looking for a home, and we can spend a hundred thousand dollars yes and you don't home. start looking yeah. a little over don't creep on that. Um, Our boys, we had four boys, um, all of them when they turned 16, all came in with the same little story of, hey, dad, uh, mom, our buddy so-and-so that I go to school with got a new Camaro, brand new Camaro for their 16th birthday. And we'd we'd tell all of them, we hope you get to ride in it because you're not going to get a new Camaro for your (laughs) birthday. Our our boys all got old Camaro Older model cars with miles on them. We we spent five thousand dollars. This was a few years ago when you could buy a decent used car for five thousand um, bucks, and uh, it would have an air conditioner in it and a radio because that was port- important to them. And and we'd tell them we'll fill up your tank one time a month. And and if you run out of gas before the end of the month, you put in your own money. And that was kind of our because we could afford that. And uh, we were teaching our kids that you can't always have something new, because we were driving vehicles that weren't anywhere close to new, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to go buy them a new car. But that's just, uh, those were some of our rules that helped us a little bit in striving to not spend more money than you make. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of our boys are still working hard to, to drive those cars. Uh, yeah. They've had some problems with them. but That's um, been
0: another huge blessing for us, is once we got a, a vehicle paid off, we'd we drove that thing for a lot more years, yeah. paid off, and that helped us to pay off some other things, you know, to really sock some money onto mortgages or that credit card debt or whatever it was. Um, and, you know, that's, that just makes a lot of sense. You it don't is. have to run out and buy another new car as soon as you get one paid for.
1: That's so. true. Uh, the second thing we want you to catch is that life is not about working and making money, although you have to have that. Life is more about relationships relationships. And and we get caught up sometimes in how much money can we make and how many things can we buy. And before you know it, we're we've bought too much stuff and we have too much debt and we're working long hours to pay for that instead of making the kids ball game or going on a weekend trip with our spouse because we bought that bass boat or whatever it was. Um, and, and no one ever gets to the end of their life and says, I wish I would have spent more time in the office. Um, just put more priority into relationships than you do to stuff or making money. Mm -hmm. Uh, because life is just not about making money. Um, Quick, quick story, and we'll move on really quick. I, as a young father, I used to take my kids to the donut shop uh, in our little community on Fridays, and they were four little boys at the time. And every Friday, I would have a man, an older man, by the name of Charles Baker, who would say, there's the richest man in Childress, Texas. And I was always confused thinking, How, why does he think I'm rich? You know, I am far from rich. Maybe he's got me confused for someone else. And after he said that about the fourth week in a row, I caught on that he was not talking about money. He was talking about, here comes a dad with four boys, and he's going to have breakfast with them, and that man is rich. And And I wish there were times when i go back and have donuts with my boys, my little boys, again. Uh, so don't blow that. You spend time with them kids, and uh, don't spend all your time working. Talk about number three. <clears throat>
0: Sorry, I got a tickle in my throat. Uh, don't make major purchases without talking them over first together.
1: Yeah, major purchase. That means uh, this is a good part of communicating. Right. We'll talk about that in a minute with your spouse. But I'm not going to go buy a new car and come home and go, hey, look what <laughs> i got. I'm not going to go get a new bass <laughs> right. boat and come home and go, hey, surprise. Yeah. Um, you just, you have to communicate and agree on these things. Yeah,
0: because what what's a major purchase for one couple might not be for another couple. So you got to figure out where's, where's that, where's that limit? What is it? What's the amount that we can spend, that each of us can spend that we don't need to
1: communicate, communicate, about. communicate yeah, about? good point. Um, so can, you know, you, you may be depending on where you are in your marriage with your finances, um, you may go, Hey, we kind of have a limit that says we can spend 50 bucks on whatever we need without talking it over. And you may be going, no, that's too high. Ours is a, uh, uh, you know, if I need a, a gadget for my phone, I'm going to run it by my spouse. Uh, if, if it's twenty five dollars, or because maybe five hundred dollars, but but yeah. make sure you you clear these things with your spouse. Don't yeah. just go out and go. Oh, did I not tell you I bought a new gun yesterday?
0: Yeah. You know, if if you're on a small budget, if you're in a phase where things are tight, and you're thinking, well, it's just you know, it's not much. It's just this little gadget. Well your wife may be you know maybe the kids have been invited to a couple of birthday parties that week and they're you know they're not going to be able to go to birthday parties if and buy gifts for those birthday parties if you're spending money on a gadget. So those are just things that you mm. have to constantly be communicating about in marriage.
1: We so. live in an instant grat- gratification society. Mm-hmm. It's a, I want it now. You don't have to wait. Put it on credit. Use a credit card. And sometimes the best thing you can do is save your money and save up for something instead of trying to go I've got to have it right now.
0: Yeah. If if you can't pay for it with, you know, cash in your pocket, then wait till you have cash in your pocket to pay
1: for it. There you that's, go. That's
0: the old school way, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, the next one that we'd like to just run by is we don't think one spouse should control all the money. We think it needs to be a mutual. You're, you're a team, you're a, you're a married couple, and we don't think that one spouse should be the the boss of the money um, now, if you've got a saver and a spender, you may have the the saver going no 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 no, 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 we got to talk about these mm-hmm. things uh, but you communicate okay you don't you just don't have one gestapo uh, one El presidente I am the guy that runs the checkbook and you can't spend any money without talking to me first um, you're a team even if you are get this, the major financial contributor. Meaning maybe, maybe you make more than your husband, and he just brings home. Maybe he's a stay-at-home dad, or maybe you, you're a stay-at-home mom. Uh, we have always played it this way, and it's worked well for us. It is not my money. It is our money. It's not your money. It is our money. And there was a time where I worked, and you stayed home with two young boys, and we actually decided we'll just... Live with less, not to have two salaries, so that you can stay home when the boys were small with them, and we never came and said, "Hey, I'm the one making the money. I'd get to decide." It it was our money, mm-hmm. and, and so that is just something that's so important that you can't you can't be the the boss of the money. It's got to be a mutual thing. Right
0: now, I have no doubt that there are some of you listening out there that are going, well, we just have separate accounts, and that works for us, and, and this is a non-issue, because we we made a post on social media the other day about uh, accounts, and it I was astounded, honestly, by how many married couples have separate accounts. Um, we feel like it works best in our marriage to communicate. You know, we, we share everything. That's just how we do it. But if having separate accounts is what saves your
1: marriage, then you know, by all means, if it works right. for you, great. Exactly. But uh, I, I, you know, I'm not sure I could figure it out. Yeah. I guess we would have to come up with a plan of <laughs> that's your money. That's my, who pays the bill out of which account. Yeah. And you I know. think that's what
0: people do. You know, and, that he, he pays this, she pays that and, and that works for them. Yeah. And, and if that works
1: great, yeah. but for us having an account together was the best thing that we did. Uh, don't, don't use money to try and control your spouse. If you're the, if you're the one bringing in the majority of the money, um, hey, that's that's kind of abuse, you mm-hmm. know, to, trying to control your spouse uh, financially. Um, that's just not a not a healthy thing. But communicate with your spouse about money, without about bills, without about finances. That is so important.
0: Yeah, very much. Um.
1: Look at number this one. six. Yeah. This is where we are.
0: Ouch. Do not hide purchases from your spouse. That's mm. dishonesty.
1: Yeah. So, um, especially when it's those things that are outside the budget that you come along and you go, well, maybe he won't notice that I got the new shoes that aren't in the budget. And sure enough, he, you know, whether he notices or not, you're hiding a purchase, um, or you know, say, Psh, I've had these forever, or the guy who. Uh, buys the the new gadget for his phone or his computer or his car or a tool in the garage um, yeah don't hide purchases from your spouse uh, that's dishonest that's the best thing you can
0: do mm-hmm. uh next one is to refuse.
1: To use credit cards, yeah. Ooh, now refusing a is a little hard. Yeah, there are some people that may need to refuse. If yes, you, can't you can't control your spending, mm-hmm. you need to you not need to not have a credit card.
0: Absolutely. And we've known people like that that yes. absolutely could not control their spending. They would just, if they wanted it, they didn't have the money for it. They would they would they put it on a credit card and they just didn't. Yeah. They did not have self.
1: There was a time when we had no credit cards because we struggled with them. Uh, we learn discipline. We have credit card now. We have a couple of credit cards now. Our rules are simple. We pay everything off at the end of the month. We never, ever, ever carry a
0: balance on our credit card. A balance cards. on our credit card. Mm-hmm. In,
1: the, in the month that we carry a balance, we will go back to cutting the cards up. Um, and we've handled that for twenty years, maybe. Somewhere in there? Yeah. We've learned to handle that and we do much better with it. But there was a time where it was, hey, you don't have supper. I don't have supper plans. Let's go buy Dairy Queen. It's only 12 Mm bucks. We'll put it on the credit card. And we had, back when we were young, new married, we had about $8,000 in credit card debt. And what's another $12 on the credit card or $15? And what we didn't understand at that time was I didn't understand the 21, 24. I think one credit card may had 27% interest and we were paying minimum balances. Mm-hmm. You know, what's 24 bucks, you know, a month. That's, man, we can live on that. Um, and yet our balance was increasing every month because we were not paying big chunks. And when Lee finally figured out what, what was happening, why the balance was going up, she called me and kind of explained how that worked and i i can't remember the whole thing but she kind of she kind of told me said you remember the $12 Dairy Queen meal if we continue to pay the balance on the credit card that's going to wind up paying costing us a little over 200 bucks for that meal and i remember thinking is that fair can they do that to us <laughs> um and we signed up for it and so we started with the Dave Ramsey class. Mm-hmm. We we bought up Dave Ramsey book and read the Dave Ramsey book together, learned how to get out of debt. Lee immediately started transferring cards that had a balance on them with high debt, high interest over to 0% interest cards. Now that cards. was
0: not a Dave Ramsey thing. He doesn't actually does not recommend that <laughs> yeah. you do that. Well, but I had we, the discipline we, to do that. It. So, um yeah. But there, there are things we found that worked for us that helped us get out from under that debt a little quicker. Like that, um, we love Dave
1: Ramsey, yeah. but we can also adjust some of his rules. Um, but we, we got out. You know, we started paying huge chunks versus twenty four dollars a month, and mm-hmm. in a couple of years, we had all we were completely out of debt um, in credit card debt. And and I think you paid off cars. We we got busy on getting mm-hmm. out of
0: debt. Yeah. Um, one of the best things that we've ever done was to to buckle down on our finances and realize where we were spending money and get get control of that. Uh, it really was. It 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 freed up so much stress, and, you know, you just feel like there's this huge weight on you when you have, you know, so many bills that you have to figure out how you're going to pay every month. And then you have to figure out, well, we do need to eat this month, and, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. we have to – have some gasoline so we don't have to walk everywhere we go <laughs> you sure. know i mean there were times when it was it was kind of that bad
1: um we, we'll roll right into the next point which is educate yourself if you're having financial problems um best thing you can do is educate yourself mm-hmm. uh we bought a financial peace book by dave ramsey and started reading it it was an excellent book we actually we, did the
0: is it a 12-week we, and we course. went through the
1: course you
0: there are they they are available all around you i promise yeah. if you will just uh you know, get on the internet and try to look up where is a Dave Ramsey financial piece course in your area. There's probably somebody doing one soon that you can join in. And and that was a lot of accountability there. There's a lot of accountability. And we
1: got out of debt and we started an emergency fund, which was a blessing to us. And and we used it out of it a little bit a few years ago. Uh, It's been a while, but we, I don't even remember what happened. We misfigured on some taxes or something and come up owing a lot more than what we thought. And Mm -hmm. it was like, and that's what an emergency fund is for. Mm-hmm. And so we were very, very thankful for that. Got a savings account.
0: Oh, I know what it was. It was our, our kiddo that had had grants. Oh, that's
1: it. That's all what it was. through
0: four years of college, he had this wonderful grant program that he was in. Well pay Hello, for Hello. When he graduated, yeah. we had to
1: pay taxes on all those grants. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, they go, "You, you owe us a lot of money." It uh, was a lot of money. And so, but it was a whole lot less. It than was less. You're going to
0: college. It was less than the tuition would have been without the grants. That's but for sure.
1: The the we were thankful that we had followed those rules and we had followed those rules. Number nine is really really important, especially for you, Dave Ramsey fanatics. I want you to hear this well. Set aside a little money for some fun things to do with your spouse as a couple, date nights, et cetera. It doesn't have to be much. Just make sure you are investing in your marriage, even if you're in the middle of debt payoff mode. Because if you finish debt payoff mode and you dislike your spouse, well, how great is that? <laughs> so work to have a little eat off the dollar menu, mm-hmm. do something. But we had a couple a while back that I would have liked to have uh, had a word with Um, who said, we'd love to come to your workshop, but it will cost us a tank of gas and we're in debt payoff mode. And I was like, it would be worth two tanks of gas to get your little rear ends here to this workshop and sit down in a pew since you're having some problems. And so, uh, but but they didn't want to spend the gas money. Make
0: sure you're still investing in your marriage. This doesn't have to be, well, we got to save up you know, make sure we have enough to go on a cruise this year. Um, when you're in debt payoff mode, you probably need to downgrade your vacations and things. Yeah. Um, have some staycations instead of vacations for a while until you get out of debt. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't look at what everybody is doing around you. Uh, that's when social media can kind of get to us, I think. When you yep. look at right now, you know, everybody's going on a cruise. Everybody's going to the beach. Everybody's going here and there. And you're thinking, we can't, we can't afford to do that. And that's where families sometimes just say, let's just put it on a credit card and we'll figure it out later. You know, um, don't do that. Don't, don't compare your situation to everybody else's. If they can afford to do that, great. I'm, I'm going to tell you, there's probably about half of them that can't and they're in a lot of financial debt because they're going and they're putting those trips on credit cards and, and they have some stress to show for it when they get home from those trips.
1: That's exactly right. Trying to figure out how we're going to yeah. pay this off. And so, yeah, best thing you can do is strive to live, live debt-free. Um uh, it will make your marriage relationship so much less stressful. It really will. Really, really will. Um, can I throw one more thing out there? Yes. Okay. Even if you're in debt payoff mode, if if you're not in debt payoff mode, be I I want to challenge you to be a giver, be a person who helps other people. Mm-hmm. Um Make a donation to a charity. Give to your church. Um, Help a guy on the side of the road that's standing there with a, I need gas money. You go, well, how do I know he really needs gas? Well, you don't. But you know what? That'll be between him and God. Uh, Be a person who is willing to help other people financially. I can promise you the only place in the Bible that it ever says where God ever says that he wants to be tested is he says, Test me, try to outgive me. Meaning, if you share your money with others in need, if you give in the right way, he says, I will open the flood doors to good things in your life, and you can't outgive God. Mm-hmm. And um, be someone who's not afraid to go. Um, hey, we'll we'll take a little money and help this person with some groceries or this person with some gas mm-hmm. or uh, this missionary going on a mission trip, something like that. Right. Um, I had a friend named George. He lived off of Social Security on a very small, tight budget. But any time I got ready to go on a mission trip, he would hand me a $20 bill and say, feed some kids in Honduras with this. And I can promise you, God, never let that man go hungry. And uh, that's called uh, laying by and store your treasures in heaven. Mm -hmm. And I got off to preaching. Sorry. (laughs) You did. Got off to preaching. But since we're talking about money, it's not about how much you can accumulate. Share what you have. The Bible says, share what you've got. And that's what we're supposed to do. Absolutely. Thank you for listening today. Yes. We hope this message has blessed you and blessings to your marriage and family.
0: Mm-hmm. See you in a couple of weeks.